You're listening to the Theology of Music podcast, the only podcast where we unpack the good and sometimes bad theology in the songs that we sing. My name is Joel. Welcome again to the Theology of Music podcast. My name is Joel. Thanks again for joining in. I hope that you guys have been following along on Instagram. If you want to, you get some special content that you don't get here just on the podcast. So you can follow us, us being me, on Theology and Music. That's my handle on Instagram. And then Facebook, you can follow my Facebook, Joel Conwell Archery. I also post some stuff there too. But I'm going to start posting some promos, not just simply, hey, here's the song that we're going to do, but even my quick kind of thoughts about the song. Because I, what I don't want to do is I don't want to make these episodes super long. Uh, I want to make them easier to digest. Um, and there's a lot of thoughts that I have uh, about the song or reason why I picked the song. And uh, I want to voice that before so that I just have more time to talk about the song itself, right? Rather than just, hey, I'm, I'm doing this song. I really like it because the people, they like the band, you know. Uh, and, and I do. So, so this song is uh, called You Have Searched Me. It's by a band called Citizens. At the time when they released this, they were Citizens and Saints. Um, they're a Seattle-based band. They actually came from uh, Mars Hill. And if I, don't, if, I don't know if you know about Mars Hill and Mark Driscoll, but Mars Hill actually produced a lot of quality worship leaders and bands like King's Kaleidoscope, and even Dustin Kentry, who now no longer believes a lot of the main tenets of the faith, but uh, they, they produced a lot of really good music. I mean, quality, professional songs, and but with amazing lyrics and depth of theology. And Citizens were really, in my uh, view, at the top. Uh, I would always hold them in highest esteem, because I just thought they did it so well, whether it was re- writing their own songs, or it was... Uh, updating hymns, which I just thought was so cool. So um, today, though, we're going to talk about the song You Have Searched Me, which is basically Psalm 139 put to to song. And other people have done this this song, uh, this song before, but I, I really like and enjoy the, I guess, the flavor or the feel that they give the song. And I think another band that does has done this well, Shane and Shane, they did a really good job doing Psalm 139 in their psalm albums. But um, the psalm is all about God knowing us and being omnipresent. I mean, there's there's a place for this psalm often in the liturgies of Jewish services, Catholic services, Lutheran and Anglican, other, not just Protestant, right, contemporary Christian liturgies, but a lot of traditional liturgies have this, have a, a main place because this psalm is about God's omnipresence. It's an affirmation of not just his omnipresence and therefore his knowledge of all of our sins, we can't hide from him, but also because of his omnipresence, our, our ability to trust and rest in him, right? And so, so the song is, I would recommend reading Psalm 139 as you prep to, as you listen along with the song, I think it'd be really cool to hear the words that these guys are singing and then read the psalm with it. But the first verse is, you have searched me and know my heart. Before I spoke, you knew my every thought. The wonder of your knowledge is far too high for me to understand. You knew I'd leave your side. And then the pre-chorus is, you can cower in the cover of the night, and there's no place I could hide from the mercy of your light. And the course is simple. It's just, your kindness leads me to repentance. Your grace assures me to trust in you. And then that's kind of like a half chorus, right? So 
the great thing about this is it makes me think about the times with with Lucy, right? So Lucy right now is in this this stage where she pouts anytime she hears no. I mean, she literally frowns as hard as you can and then walks away and just kind of sulks and just sulks. And and I, I, I don't know exactly what she's thinking and feeling, but it's pretty obvious it's written on her face, right? And it's so obvious though that I, I know that she's upset. She doesn't like that I told her no. And, and that informs the way that I interact with her afterwards. But it's it's the same thing with God and us. God knows our every thought. He knew what you were going to say and what you were going to think before you even did any of that. That's that's the craziness of God's omnipresence. Omnipresence meaning he's everywhere all the time. One of the craziest things that I've ever thought about is, is in being a Christian and in, in knowing God is that God is both inside this moment with me and outside of time at the same time. He's simultaneously at my birth and my death. Is that blows your mind, right? It should blow your mind. It, it should just, just, your mind should be gone. It should be melted. Because it's, we often approach the Lord, right, with with this kind of, yeah, okay, yeah, like, hey, thanks for being kind, you know, thanks, thanks for saving me and covering with the blood of, of Jesus. And, and, and instead of turning to him and saying, oh, thank you so much, God, this, this, this grace is overwhelming, I can't even, I can't even fathom this. We just kind of like ignore the gift of grace and run back to kind of whatever we were doing before, right? And this is this is a presumption, I believe, on on God's richness of grace, and we ignore His call to to walk in light of Jesus, right? And it makes me think. Uh, I was reading this article about this, um, and I'm pulling a lot from it because I love their, his story about his daughter and and one daughter. He was talking, you know, he was disciplining her, and they were talking about God's grace, and she, and he. She didn't really want to pray about it, and he he didn't want to force her. So he said, "Hey, I'll take your punishment for you." And it was a beautiful picture of grace, and she appreciated it, and it was a wonderful moment for them. And then his other daughter just kind of looked at him, and he said, "Okay, you can you could go." <laughs> and he said, "That's how often is that? That's us, right?" It, it, God's kindness, is Romans 2, 4 says, it should lead us to repentance because God God knows everything about you. I mean, seriously, if you're listening right now, think about this for a moment. Think about this, okay? Your every thought that you had today, good and bad, is already known by God. It's not like God is watching everyone on a live stream and he also has an inside x-ray into your heart and your mind. And so he's kind of in real time going, oh, he's thinking that. That's kind of crazy. God literally knows what you are about to do tonight. And here's the thing. God knows the sin that you're premeditatedly trying to, to conjure up a way to do today. It can be as crazy as drugs, sex, murder, anything like that. It could be as little as lying in, in quotes, as little as lying, right? God knows what you're drumming up right now for what you want to do, good and bad. He knows that you're thinking, hey, I want to go watch a movie or read a book or go outside or go to the gym or all good things. I want to enjoy time with my, my spouse or I want to spend time with my friends and I'm going to hang out with my friends this weekend or I'm going to go on a trip. This He literally knows every single detail of every minute thought and feeling that we haven't even thought or felt yet. 
that's that's the God that we worship. So when when the song is saying, you have searched me, he already knows. And it's it's an, it's insane that we as believers will often go, oh, wow, that's such a great fact. And then that doesn't lead us to anything, right? Because he already knows all the bad that we have done, will do, and are doing now. And yet he is kind to you. He's kind to you in Christ first and foremost, but he also is still kind to you every day. You have breath, you have common grace, you have the blessing of of life, right? Today and hopefully tomorrow if he's willing, right? If it is so you you have blessing upon blessing upon blessing. And his grace, which is readily available to us, should assure us that we should trust in him. Right? There's it's there's no dispute. God will be in control in a minute from, in a minute from now, in an hour from now, in a day from now, in a year from now. He will be in control like he has always been in control, right? And so as the psalm and the song continues, it says, I could climb up into the sky or dive down deep where darkest evil lies. I will never find a place to flee because, it says, your presence is always where I am. You never leave my side. So it is both a, it, it, it's a, a scary truth to the person who is who is willfully running to sin, but it's it should be a beautiful comfort to the person who's desperately seeking holiness and righteousness in their actions, right? It 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 simultaneously fills and checks both boxes, God's presence, God's omnipresence. And then as the pre-chorus says, even when I fight to get my way, I love this, you patiently disarm my defenses with your grace. I think we forget, I forget, right? I forget how gracious and kind God is with me. So to give you a little clue into what's going on in my life right now, uh, it is, okay, so it's been a week. I still don't have my car. I took my car to the shop a week ago. Um, I actually took it to a different shop a month ago and they couldn't find an issue, but they said, hey, it's still under warranty, so take it to the dealership. I took it to a dealership, but they didn't have a time for me to take it for like, Gosh, I think two to three weeks after I took it to the first one and I'm noticing some issues. So I'll take it to the dealership and they go, mm, we can't really figure it out, but we have to call the, the corporate because you're under warranty. And I didn't hear anything for three days and I kept calling, no answer. And then, then they said, okay, yeah, we figured it. We kind of figured it out, but now you're like 20th in line. So yeah, we'll see. So I, it's, it's been a week. I have been driving my wife's van for a, a week or so. Um, and this could be an opportunity for me to be upset, right? To be super frustrated um, in, in to, to only get self-focused, right? To only focus on myself and what I'm not getting right now in this moment, right? And and, and I could be upset with God because things aren't going the way I want. And, and I'm, I'm kind of thinking, uh, you know, I've, I've been here. God, I, I've, we followed you to South Carolina in quotes, right? We followed you. We trusted with you. We stepped out in faith. You know, we've been, we've been actively working on, I've, I've been going to counseling, Lord. I've been working on myself. I've been, I've been trying to, to fight these sins that plague my heart and my mind. And, and this is what happens this is what you do. You make me not able to drive my car for a week. And now, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. But in, in reality, most people don't even have a working car. Half of the people that have a working car barely works. Right. And then two, I work from home. I don't, I don't have to drive anywhere. I literally only use Joanna's van for the gym. And then I come home and then I work from home. 
And if I need to go to the store, I use the van, right? It's it's funny. The, the, the only time that we've ever actually been able to be a one-car family is right now. And that's the moment that God said, you're going to be a one-car family for who knows how long. That's a blessing. And so it's not like God is is just mad and angry. And anytime we we get defensive and we hold on to things that we're making idols in our life, God, he, he patiently disarms our defenses with grace. I think about it with my daughter, right? When Lucy is just pouting and pouting and pouting and pouting and pouting, um, it... It, it would be really easy for me to to get upset with her or just say, come on, Lucy, what's, you know, it's fine. You, you, all I just said was no, you need to get over it, right? But there's there's a patience that God extends to us with his grace that I need to extend to my daughter. So with Lucy, I, I go to her, right? Well, even when she's gone off on her own, I go to her and I say, hey, I understand. I'm so, I know that this is not fun. It's frustrating. And I know you don't want to hear no, but I need you to listen to me. And I need you to know that sometimes you're not going to get what you want. Oftentimes you're not going to get what you want. And then I hug her. And even when she's kind of frustrated and she doesn't want to get a hug or, or be held, I pick her up because part of the thing with her, and I think this is often with us, is we need to be removed from the situation in which we are only seeing ourselves and, and thinking selfishly, right? The physical removing of ourselves from that situation where we were helps us break out. And God does that, right? God breaks us out of our funk patiently with grace. And the course, the full course is, your kindness leads me to repentance. Your grace assures me to trust in you. Faithful savor, you restore me. My life is yours. I belong to you. I love it. It makes me just think about Romans 8 where it says, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Like nothing will ever be able to separate us from the hand of God because Christ united us to him through his blood. We are his because he saved us and he restored us and our life was already his. But now it is even more so in the sense that we not only are creation, we are co-heirs, we are adopted sons and daughters. I mean, how beautiful is that? And so it's, the bridge then goes, hey, search my heart and examine my thoughts, right? This is this is more psalm language. You've got multiple psalms that kind of talk about this, right? You know, search me and know my thoughts, know, test, know my anxious thoughts, see if there's be any wicked way within me, right? Shine your light. I can't hide in the darkness. I love that. I can't hide in the dark. Shine your light on me so I can't hide. Give me faith to respond when you call. Search my heart. That's another thing. God is often calling us. And yet we don't have the faith to listen. God is inviting us so often for union and better union with him and greater joy and greater happiness and greater fulfillment. He is calling us. And and most of the time that call is happening when we are, are wrestling with sin or we're choosing sin. And he's saying, no, 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 no. Come over here. Come to me. And we need faith to respond. So, one of the most beautiful things about this song is it's a challenge to me in my own life and 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 thinking okay i i really am so prone to be self-serving right that's 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 my wrestle i i i in counseling what's been so wonderful is is working with my counselor to to not only work through the season of life that we find ourselves in here and what what the season of life we went through in the past year but even just kind of making these connections that through the Holy Spirit and, and this fantastic counselor, um, which side note, you know your counselor is fantastic when you uh, are often upset with them because they're always right. Um, it's true. Uh, so 
in my life, right? I would I would utilize relationships in 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 a self-serving way. I, when I was younger, I mean, I learned how people work and what makes people tick. And I I was a hypothesis tester as a kid. I would learn, okay, if I did this, this person does that, and I would go, okay, so that if that's the case, let me test it with this person. And then it was it was all this 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 psychological. I guess you could even say a game, but it was figuring out how people typically would handle themselves in situations and then what variables impacted that, right? And But what happened was that turned into this self-serving, all, all about me type of view of relationships, right? So if I couldn't control the relationship how I wanted and therefore I would have to work more, I would look at it and go, okay, I'm just going to distance myself. I'm not going to, I'm not going to engage in this relationship anymore because it requires too much work. But if I could get what I want or the relationship was really easy because we got along, oh, then I can, I can be great friends with this person, right? And I hated looking back and seeing now the reality of those relationships. And in those moments, I was, I was saying, God, search me and know me. And yet... I, I, I wasn't open to God's light shining on my darkness in my heart, right? And so my, my hope for you, listener, today is that you don't have an area in your life where there is darkness and you're withholding God's light from. A part of that comes from community, right? I wouldn't have known all of this stuff had I not engaged with a, a wonderful counselor, Right, I wouldn't know these things unless I was working in in community, right, in engaging with other people and in talking about these things, right. You have to have community and, and and a wonderful church, right, to help you understand this because God is calling you. That's the reality, right? God is calling you. He is asking you to come to Him, to draw near to Him, and He will draw near to you. And we choose how close we draw near to him. Because I think oftentimes in, in our Christian lives, we will hear that verse, right? And we will know the truth. Okay, we need to, I need to draw near to the Lord. And, I will, and you will draw near to an extent so that this sin or this thing in your life isn't addressed. Or, you know, you don't have to possibly have to deal with things that you wouldn't even know about unless you were drawing near to him and drawing near to community and letting the light of Christ in the gospel and his word shine on your heart, right? I love, you know, we teach this these verses to kids like your, thy, like thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, right? It's it's not only a light to our path and in, in guiding us where we're stepping, God's word lights the inside of us too, not just the outside and where we need to go and how we need to approach the world, but the inside as well. And we're so quick to say, okay, you're, you're, it's a light for my path forward, but not my me now, right? And that's, that's the dilemma of the Christian faith, especially in American culture where we're so us focused and we're so all about, we're about actual, we're about actualization rather than aspiration, right? Where we want to become the best us in our minds, not aspiring to be like Christ as much as possible, right? We view our best self, if we're being honest, we view our best self on the same plane and the same level as Christ our Savior. If we're really honest, I mean, that's what we do because if if we think we're not doing that, then we wouldn't be so quick to make ourselves individually better and focus on only ourselves, right? Divorced from 
God's word and what it says about how we become, in quotes, our best selves. So I hope this week, right, you, this is, it's summer, you have more time, you're spending more time with your family. I hope you're utilizing these times, these days to learn more about yourself because God already knows you and, and ask God, say, hey, you already know me. Before I even speak, you know my heart. Please, Lord, reveal to me where I am choosing myself over you and help me choose you. And then thank him. Thank him for his grace and his patience as he deals with you. Because look, my two and a half year old is a whole lot to deal with, okay? But I am way more to deal with than my two and a half year old is to me. I'm way more of a, of a hassle to God because I am with knowledge of my feelings in life, choosing myself over the beauty of God and his goodness. My two and a half year old is still learning how to feel, okay? And she may be a lot and your kids may be a lot and your teenager may, may be a lot and you're, who knows, whoever you're thinking of may be a lot, but just remember, you are way more of a deal to deal with than that person is to you. You're way more of of of, 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 uh, of that kind of feeling to God. Now, he doesn't feel that way because he's perfect and he's gracious and he's patient. But just remember, we are not so good as we may think. And that's a good thing. It is. That's the good thing. Quoting Bernie Sanders, that's a good thing. It is a good thing because it reminds us that God is far greater because he's omnipresent. He's, he's always the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So anyway, I hope this song and this podcast encourages you. Go listen to the song, listen to it alongside reading Psalm 139. And, and I hope you guys are enjoying this, this summer, but you're utilizing the time that you have to glorify the Lord with what you have, right? Not just trying to be the next best version of yourself, right? And like I said, you know, you can follow along now with, uh, with the podcast on our Instagram page, Theology and Music. Um, I'm going to be posting more stuff, trying to um, kind of give you guys more of a heads up every week about what I'm going to talk about, the episode, what it's going to be on, and, and the song that's going to be on. And so that way you have more time to prep if you'd like. Uh, but with that, man, I'm just so thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for all you listeners, all of you people who send suggestions. Thank you. Shout out to uh, Andrew Wilson because, one, he wanted me to do New Wine like months and months and months ago. Uh, and uh, he was also talking about citizens and uh, he was thinking I should do some citizens. And I didn't need anyone else to tell me to do citizens after that because I love citizens and saints. I love their music. So uh, you can thank Andrew Wilson and blame him if you don't like these episodes. <laughs> but, but to let you know going forward, I'm going to do a couple more episodes on citizens songs. And uh, But I'm also going to be having some people on the, the podcast again. I'm going to be having the Brian Test, Vince Wright from the Brian Test. I'm hoping to have a couple other special guests on the podcast soon. And so in between those special joint podcasts, we'll be doing some citizen songs. But I'm always open to more suggestions. Thank you to everyone who's already been suggesting, uh, even this past week, some songs. Uh, they always go on my radar. Uh, and it's not like I don't listen. I just, I'm, I'm trying to fit them in this, this framework that I've put forward for the next month or so or, or two, three months 
on. So um, just know it's not that I'm ignoring you if I never if I don't do your suggestion immediately, uh, or even if I do your suggestion immediately, they may not even mean that I'm like, oh yeah, I need a suggestion. I don't have any song that I'm doing. It's just you know your song was a great suggestion in the midst of when I was planning, or I may have a break and and there's kind of like an open week. So just to let you kind of know, like peer behind the curtain about what I'm doing. So anyway, I hope you have a great week. I hope you have a great weekend, and I hope you have a wonderful Lord's Day as you worship together corporately. But with that, thank you guys, and have a wonderful, wonderful day. See you later.